Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Caitlin Durante. My name is Jamie Loftus. And we talk about how women are represented in film. In the podcast you're listening to, which is the Bechdel cast. We use the Bechdel test ever heard of it no what is it it's a test (laughs) (laughs) episode 90 (laughs) jamie learns what the bechdel test is that reminds me of um this show that used to be on disney channel called dog with a blog Mm. and the first episode i ever watched was like season two episode 35 and it was like the people learn the dog has a blog. <laughs> it's like deep into season two that anyone becomes aware that the blog everyone in town's been reading has been written by, by a dog. A dog. <laughs> it's a really good show. Wow. I think that there's like an R-rated version of that that I think would be really compelling. Anyways, well, what is the Bechdel test? I don't know what I don't know what it is. Does the dog in the show identify as any particular gender? Yes. Is he of male? Of course, you can't get a television show unless you're a male-identifying dog. <laughs> okay, so in that case, the conversation we just had about the dog with a blog does not pass the Bechdel test because we right. were talking about a male-identifying figure. Right. Um, so the Bechdel test requires that a movie, let's say, that you're watching has to have two female-identifying characters. Mm-hmm. They have to speak to each other, mm-hmm. and that conversation that they have cannot be about a man. Let's try it. Okay. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Jamie. Bucket hats are back. Jamie, I would have to disagree. <laughs> We did. We did. That's the that passed the Bechdel test. It doesn't pass the rules of fashion, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. it does pass. Yes. So anyway, we uh, are here as we always are with a guest. Um, she is a filmmaker, and she is the co-host of the ethnically ambiguous podcast on how stuff works. Yay. Shireen Lani Yunus. That's me. Hi. Hi. So you brought us. Aladdin. I brought you Aladdin. <laughs> Disney's 
1992 Aladdin. Yes, yeah. it's a sentimental treasure for of mine. I watched it again yesterday. It was mm-hmm. just magical. Yeah. I hadn't seen it in a couple years, but it still bangs for me. I still I mean there's like I mean there's infinity things to unpack about oh, it. Oh yeah. But what a fun movie. It's a great movie. It, it was is. my introduction to Robin Williams. It, it Same. catapulted my obsession with him. The songs are fun and the lyrics are kind of weird sometimes but as a kid you didn't know that but as an adult (laughs) right there's a lot of weird well there's like and this has nothing to do with our discussion on gender and this is the point where people uh listening or are going to our itunes page and being like they don't talk about it enough so but seriously there's so much like self-referential disney shit Mm -hmm. in this movie that is like kind of unusual for disney movies like there there's a reference to the little mermaid there's There's goofy at the end yeah Yeah. it almost feels like a dreamworks movie vibe where they're so they don't give a fuck over there (laughs) they're just like like, oh, yeah, this is a new Shrek movie, but also Boss Baby? And you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, I can't think of a ton of other specific examples aside from there's a moment in Zootopia where they do some self-referential stuff. But I feel like that's not that uncommon for Disney. I feel like they put little, like, Easter eggs in. Easter eggs, but, I mean, I feel like the ones in this movie yeah. and just, like, reference culture in general is especially – I don't hate it at all. It's just, like, kind of unusual for this Time. That's true. Yeah. Anyways. So, Shireen, what is your history with this movie, your relationship? I know you love it. Did you grow mm-hmm. up with it? I did. So, I'm Arab. I'm Syrian. And as a kid, you had one thing to relate to, and it was <laughs> Aladdin, if you were Middle Eastern. I grew up with an older... I have two sisters, and my older sister, is a, she's a year and a half older than me, and so we would grow up watching the same movies, and she would always relate to, like, the princesses and stuff, and, like, she, would, she was Ariel, and she was Jasmine and Belle, and I was always the animal sidekick. I was Raja <laughs> or Flounder or... But I loved it. I was like, I can't wait to be an animal. Like... <laughs> Peak younger sibling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So sweet. But as a Middle Eastern kid, you watch Aladdin... I don't know, you automatically like it just because it's like, I'm represented at least a little bit, even though it's all by like, it's by a white company by with white voice actors. and mm-hmm. But they'll say like, praise Allah, or like even Aladdin at one point says like, my esteemed Effendi, and Effendi means like friend, and like as an Arab kid, you know what that means. Like you, you re- like or like you'll see Arabic on the, on the, on the screen and you'll be like, I know, how th- I know how to read that. And so watching Aladdin as a Middle Eastern girl, it felt like I was like, oh, I'm seen now. Mm-hmm. That's why I was especially pissed when they were casting the live action movie of Aladdin. I felt like this was like a, a chance for like a Middle Eastern actress to like get her chance. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. cast a half Indian, half white girl. So yeah. <sighs> I haven't but, I haven't been keeping up with the casting for that movie. Is there a- Aladdin's Egyptian, which is which is acceptable to me. But I just think like and then the argument was like Agrabah is made up. It's not a real place in the Middle East. Like, yeah, I understand that, but also right. When else will will Middle Eastern actress get her chance if not for fucking Aladdin? <laughs> right, right. You know, so and it's Middle Eastern culture that's being referenced the whole time. The whole so time. it's like the, the whole time. That's that's not really a valid argument no, at yeah. all. Yeah, and even like how the bread looks like in the, in the cartoon and everything. It's very like like that's how it looks like in Syria when my grandpa would come back from the market. Like it's like these like yummy loaves of bread or like the bazaar would be like something I would relate to. And obviously it's like an ancient time and like Syria wasn't like that ancient when I was when I would visit there. <laughs> right. But there are little references that you can relate to and like um there are similarities that are just un- like you can't ignore and it felt cool as a kid 
knowing that was my movie. And it was a great movie. And mm-hmm. it was like, that's another thing. Um, and then there was also a Super Nintendo video game of Aladdin that we were obsessed with. And mm-hmm. it was like, it, it walked you through the whole thing and you would like eat apples. And that was like your life support on the side, like how many apples you had. And like so many of uh, the, the genie, the genie level was like really hard. And the, getting out of the Cave of Wonders is really fun. And the whole thing, me and my sisters were like just nerds that loved Aladdin and loved the video game. And it defined a lot of our childhood for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean it's so unfortunate that like that was your one choice as oh, like yeah. an Arab girl growing up like this is like my one chance to see myself represented on yeah. screen. Ugh, it's wild. Um yeah. it also resonated with white kids cuz I also loved this mm-hmm. movie growing up. Cuz uh, it's a great movie. Not, Everyone loves it. Yeah. yeah, not for the same reasons as you, but I was just like, "Oh my god, the genie is fun. He's magic yeah. and I love, you know." So, um yeah, I also grew up with this movie. I think I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I was 6 when it came out, but um we had this on VHS. Mm-hmm. I watched it all Same. the time. Yeah. I watched it last night for the first time in a while, but I still had so many things memorized. Like, it just comes back to you. Yeah. Songs, even the little, like, words in the middle of a song that are just, like, random. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, everything comes back to you just because you've seen it. Like, it's ingrained in your memory. It's a, I can, there's, like, certain songs that I can, not only did I not realize that I had fully memorized, but I can also hear, like, my little brother at five <laughs> singing it, like, with me when I hear That's something. adorable. Like, yeah, because my brother used to sing Friend Like Me very loud, and I remember <laughs> pushing him into a wall once, and his tooth got loose because he oh. was singing Friend Like Me too loud. So. That's, a, that's a really lovely memory. <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful yeah. memory. Yeah. Shout out to Ben. The genie was like my hero character. I loved him so much, and I loved Robin Williams after I saw that movie, and I, I always think about like actors now, like comedians that decide to do children's movies, like... The kids that are growing up with them probably are getting introduced to them for the first time the same way I was introduced to Robin Williams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I really love that Robin Williams did that. And he was just so funny. And I love the genie. And my second favorite character was the carpet because I'm a fucking weirdo. Dude, <laughs> the carpet <laughs> rules. The carpet, the carpet is so cute. Has a big personality. Yeah. <laughs> I, but even the carpet's a, a, a boy. They, they I call know. it a, a heat. Aladdin genders the carpet right away. And it's right like, away. how could you know? How could you know? How could I, you know? It's think, an it at, at, yeah. at best. The, yeah. the carpet is a genderless icon. So. I agree. Jamie, what's your history with Aladdin? Exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I watched it 500 times mm-hmm. and then I pushed my brother into a wall. <laughs> yeah, that was the one difference we had. We, we, we never pushed our sibling into a wall. Maybe over different reasons. We yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah. We'll unpack it later. I'm not judging. In the I'm not judging. <laughs> uh, shall I do their recap? Yeah. So, okay, we open on Jafar. He's My ominous. <laughs> we do need to unpack why Jafar is your crush, but we will get into that. Um, so there's this bad, sinister-looking man named Jafar, and he is trying to get into the Cave of Wonders to get this magic lamp. And he's not able to do it because, like, the guy he recruited is Gazim. not good enough. Yeah. Right. Unworthy. Uh, uh, so then we meet Aladdin, and he and his pet monkey slash best friend... Abu. Mm-hmm. Abu um, also means father of in Arabic, which always confused me as a kid. Oh, oh weird. Like, do you know how, like, in European countries, like, Johnson is, like, the son of John? Mm. Yeah. And in the Middle East, like, like, a nickname you'll call someone by is, like, father of the oldest child they have. So, like, yeah. my father is Abu Remy, which is, like, my, my sister's name is Remy. So, mm. Or, like, uh, Abu whatever is, like, their nickname. So, as a kid, the fact that the monkey was named, like, dad always fucking confused that's me. so weird always confused me i yeah. never understood it <laughs> anyway sorry tangent. well abu <laughs> is all of our fathers so <laughs> yeah, it's like, what does that make sense to me yeah. 
so he and Abu, they are poor. They have to steal their food and they're always in trouble with the law. Then we meet Jasmine and she is the princess. Her father is the sultan and he is trying to marry her off because, because laws. Because laws. Mm-hmm. The law says that she has to be married to a prince by her next birthday, which is in three days. We also don't know how old she is. They yeah. never specify. I feel like intentionally. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Mm-hmm. They're like, she looks 16, but if anyone yeah. asks, she's 25. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, the sultan's adorable. Uh, the sultan He's is such a bumbling idiot. Yeah. He's such His little a feet are like doofus. tiny. Yeah. He, is, he is shuffling around yeah. i like i want to see one of those uh, i don't know if there's like a formal word for it but like those things where it's like a, a cartoon without it's like i guess we do see him in his underwear i'm like i feel like his legs would be like oh, yeah. a wild shape but they, they're regular yeah he's wearing like boxers heart-shaped boxers yeah. i retract that statement <laughs> i was like i wish we knew what the sultan looked like without his clothes on but <laughs> the movie we actually do. does do that yeah. for us it fulfilled our wish yeah <laughs> That's my um, first wish. Yeah, genie. <laughs> I want to see the Sultan naked. <laughs> um, and then it's also around here that we learn that Jafar is the Sultan's. <laughs> that he's not hot, but he is the Sultan's like royal advisor. He's Rasputin of the Sultan. Like he's, <laughs> anyways. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then Jafar learns that Aladdin is the person he needs to enter the Cave of Wonders to retrieve this lamp for him. So he basically tricks him. Chosen one narrative. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up? So he tricks Aladdin into going and getting the, this lamp. And in so doing, Aladdin meets the magic carpet. He gets the lamp. Jafar betrays him, but like Jafar does not Jafar get the lamp. Jafar is also in disguise. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Abu steals the lamp back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a little pickpocket. But they're so they're now trapped in the Cave of Wonders, but they have the lamp so that we meet the genie. Woo! Big number. <laughs> right. Um, it rules. Friend it's really like fun. me. It's so fun. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. I watched it twice. It's so, <laughs> it's so good. fun. So good. Oh, so good. So now the genie is Aladdin's master. No, no. Aladdin is the genie's master. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's granted three wishes. For his first wish, he's like, mm. oh, I forgot the part where Aladdin and Jasmine meet. So Jasmine runs away uh, because she's like, I'm not going to marry anyone. I, I don't want my choices made for me. I'm going to run away from home. Right. So she meets Aladdin in the marketplace and they fall basically instantly in love. Mm-hmm. But uh, Aladdin gets taken away and, like, under arrest. And then Jasmine, who's like, I'm going to run away forever, returns to her palace. Literally that night. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) After saying, I'll never go back there. Yeah. (laughs) That's how my only trying to run away from home scheme went when I was 13, too. I literally walked to my aunt's house. (laughs) She drove me home three hours later. Right. Okay. So then for... um, Aladdin's first wish, he's like, wow, I really love this princess. Uh, but the genie's like, I can't make anyone fall in love with anyone else. So Aladdin's like, well, what if you make me a prince? That what way I have I a chance. To her instead? Mm-hmm. What if I gaslight this woman into falling <laughs> in love with me? So genie turns him into a prince and he comes parading into her life being like, oh, my God, like I'm he- Prince Ali. Mm-hmm. Another Great number. Yes. Love Great. Prince Ali. Any, any, any song with the genie is a fucking blast. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So then he, you know, eventually kind of wins her over because at first she's just like, I don't want you. You're one of these other stuffy suitors. No thanks. But then he reminds her of the boy that she met in the marketplace, right. a.k.a. Aladdin, because that is who he is. And you, she has eyes. And she has eyes. Yeah. 
But he's like, no, that wasn't me, but you're pretty great, so let's hang out. And she's like, okay, fine. Meanwhile, Jafar gets wind that Prince Ali is just Aladdin with the lamp, so he tries to kill him. And un- Yeah, I, I forgot <laughs> that, like, of the few, like, moments that I did not remember about this movie at all, I forgot that they knock him out and throw him yeah. off a cliff. Yeah. And, like, to his that- death. Like, he has a weight on his feet, and he's, like, pretty much dead. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, was that truly necessary to show us all of that? But it was wild. And that's when Aladdin uses his second wish to basically have the genie save him from dying. Right. And he had promised the genie that he was like, you know what, for my third wish, I promise to set you free so that you're not my slave anymore. Uh, And the genie's like, okay, great, I hope that happens. And then there's a moment where Aladdin's like... (laughs) Actually, they want to make me Sultan, so like I can't. I'm gonna like I would love to free you from slavery, but I actually need you to help me lie to a woman for the rest of her life (laughs) and yours. (laughs) Yes, it's like oh, cool, 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 cool. But then Jafar steals the lamp, and then he uses it to like take over Agrabah. Honestly, Jafar uses the lamp pretty wide. Like, he yeah. leverages the lamp yeah. in a way of like, oh, yeah, Aladdin, you fucking idiot. You're wishy. You like, were thinking small. Yeah, mm-hmm. you made your monkey into an elephant, and then fucking Jafar <laughs> took over the entire kingdom. In, like, two seconds. Yeah, yeah he had an agenda. He had a schedule to maintain. Um, <laughs> He's busy. <laughs> and then, of course, like, Aladdin's like, no, I'm not going to let this happen, so... He goes and defeats Jafar. After Jafar tries to kill Aladdin with a series of visual puns. Yeah. <laughs> Get forgot. the point. <laughs> yeah, it's actually. A, nice. yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting warmed up. We breathe fire. Yeah. So then he turns into a gigantic phallus and then an, a buff genie and then he's defeated. Right, because Aladdin, he convinces Jafar to become a genie, which will enable him to have to have all the power in the world he will then also become enslaved because that's what being a genie is so jafar falls for it yeah big (laughs) big misstep on jafar's Jafar's part also Um, the video game was so fun because the final boss was like multiple levels like first it was jafar then it was him as a snake and then it was him as a genie and it was so fucking fun that's so cool it was so fun any nude sultan in the movie? No, no. Darn. <laughs> He's not a boss. No. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jafar gets defeated and then Aladdin learns the lesson to just be who you are. And then he frees the genie. Jasmine still loves Aladdin because she's like, you know what? I always liked you when you were poor. So that's this is fine. And then, and then Jasmine influences policy mm-hmm. and Sultan changes the law. Yeah. So that she can get married because that's her one function in this story. Kissy, kissy, kiss. Bye bye. <laughs> Slurp and good night. Yes. So that is the movie. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to have our discussion. Ooh. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. 
like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. And we're back. Woo. Let's talk about the Jafar? gender politics of Aladdin. Uh, oh, also Jafar. Okay. okay. <laughs> Please explain to me what about Jafar makes you have a crush on him or had I, a crush this is true this is like a, a, a really where it's like that is a crush i had so so early in my life before i fully understood what a crush even was that i cannot tell you okay why i have a crush on jafar i just know i always have and i thought that first of all i will say aladdin has no nipples no none what is that about jafar we have to assume <laughs> has nipples uh so that's a, a point for him I, I don't i really don't know i just thought like jafar was like really tall i was like he's so much taller than aladdin so cool mm-hmm. uh, i liked that he had like his cool evil apartment <laughs> i liked his outfit i liked his laugh liked his voice you know i just think that there were redeeming things about jafar that warranted a crush but my cartoon crushes it was Jafar, and it was Peter Pan, and it was John Smith. So I'm kind of all over the John board. John Smith. John Smith. <laughs> he's I know. A boring motherfucker. Are you serious? He, he's a he's a chiseled boring motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've yeah. I've since grown up and no Coco longer. Um, Coco one was far Coco hotter one. than dumbass John Smith. Coco one was hot though. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Yeah, a grown woman knows. I still that I, on is the I, I have like PTSD just remembering the the necklace like just breaking. Uh, oh god damn. Never be the same. Sorry, this is about Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you boil down this story, we've already hinted at this, but it's basically a story about a man who the second he gets access to just a little bit of power, he uses it to gaslight a woman into thinking that he's a prince and into falling in love with him. Right. Yeah. You could argue that she's already interested in him, mm-hmm. but as Aladdin, so he... Well, yeah. Should we just, like, get into Jasmine? Yeah. Because there's, there's, like... The there's... one female character, you mean? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> That's going to be the bulk of our discussion yeah. today. Yeah, there were parts of Jasmine's character that I didn't... Re- like, I didn't remember her being as headstrong as mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, really good lines from yeah. her. I like that about her. As a, yeah. I remember as a kid growing up being, like, she's like, kind of a badass. Like, she tricked Jafar, even though she had to kiss him at the end. But, like, yeah. she still, like, was, like, smart. And then she has a line, like, in the very beginning, where she's like, I have no friends, except for you, my pet tiger, who's, I guess, a girl. Um, so it was, like, this lonely, but somehow still smart, badass person that I was like, you're not too bad. So I kind of liked as a kid that she wasn't, like, represented too flimsy. And I also appreciate as a kid, I remember very distinctly that they, I liked that they made the salt in, like, a softy. Yeah. They didn't make him this typical, like, angry Arab man. Right. That's yeah, yeah. And, and then like other I mean even like pitted against other Disney princess fathers like mm-hmm. I was thinking about the Sultan versus 
King Triton right. was awful yeah. and violent and wrecked all his daughter's stuff and <laughs> it's like scary yeah. and the sultan and i guess uh, bell's dad too mm-hmm. like they yeah. were yeah they also had similar character design when i think about it little tiny yeah, feet little tiny yeah. Men. yeah plump little yeah. men who were like Endearing. i love you yeah. but i'm still sexist yeah i love you but also get married now mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is another example of a disney princess without a mother yes oh. dead mom Only has a dad. A classic trope. Yes. The Sultan makes one reference to her mom. He says, after Jasmine's like, I don't want to get married in less than three days. (laughs) And he's like... Her mother wasn't nearly right. so picky, which I think is a little 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 dig at himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, you look at Jasmine next to the Sultan, you don't see a lot of Sultan <laughs> in her. <laughs> gotta think she's got a hot mommy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, her sole purpose is to. I mean, now that I think about it, a lot of Disney movies that's the main purpose of all the female characters, whether it's Pocahontas, Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. or like whatever. It's just like be obedient to your father. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's kind of unfortunate that i just hash it in my head (laughs) well and like all the princess narratives are very formulaic in that way where especially like during like the disney renaissance era you see like princesses unlike sleeping beauty who's knocked out for the whole movie (laughs) and cinderella who's like la 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 i i don't know maybe someone will come and fix everything you know like these princesses have more identity and they're more headstrong but by the end of the movie it's like there is some sort of major compromise Mm -hmm. where they can still be themselves as long as daddy's happy, as long as they get married, as long as, like, there's always, like, this caveat Mm -hmm. of, I don't know, like, like a Disney trying to, like, keep their conservative values and try to push forward a little bit, Mm -hmm. but ultimately sell backpacks in every state. Lunchboxes, backpacks, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, the whole shipping. Right. As we were saying, like, if you isolate Jasmine as a character, like, the things that she says, the stances Mm -hmm. that she takes, her intelligence and, like, being able to figure things out and, like, read the people Mm -hmm. around her, like... I am not a prize to be won. Exactly. She she doesn't want to be forced into marriage so much so that she runs away from home. So Mm -hmm. she, like arguably has a little bit of agency but then she does return back to the palace less than 24 hours later (laughs) so um you know there's that but like if you just isolate her you're like oh yeah like this is an admirable character this is someone that like little girls can look up to Mm -hmm. but her purpose in the story is still just to be aladdin's love interest so she doesn't really have a function outside of that Mm -hmm. right and the narrative does screw her over several different times. Especially by the end where she's literally like the classic lead female character benched during the climax of the movie in some horrifying way. We've got Mary Jane in a web. Mm-hmm. We've got Jasmine in an hourglass. We've got yeah. the woman in Pacific Rim launched out of the scene. <laughs> it's like happens all the time in a series of visually obnoxious ways. But Oh, then Meg and Hercules in the underworld? Yes, yeah. crushed by a yeah. column they like yep. killed her and then Whoa. they're like okay hercules Dude, is actually yeah. gonna bring you it happens all the time and i think even in the little mermaid eric is the one who like stabs he defeats, or, yeah. ursula defeats there's yeah. also some big similarities between ursula and jafar that i was noticing where mm. they both go into disguise to trick someone oh, right uh they both get huge at the end of the movie <laughs> and then are 
end of similarities. But <laughs> well, they're also both coded gay, the way oh, that absolutely. many many Disney villains are. Yeah. Oh, but, but before before we get there, uh, so the one thing Jasmine is allowed by the story to do before she's benched until the movie's basically over and then all she has to do is get married, influence policy, and then get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but she tricks Jafar. I, I, okay, I wasn't totally clear on this. Does she see Aladdin? Is she just trying yes. to distract yeah. Jafar? Okay, yes. yeah. okay. So she she does that. She's really smart. We've seen her like yeah. trick people before and like distract and blah blah blah. But the, like the story makes her do it with her sexuality, right? And also, also I, he calls her pussy cat. Yeah, he calls her pussy cat, which it's it just, just like makes my skin crawl. I'm like you just you don't want to kiss a woman, Jafar. Let's just like yeah. and what a gross. And I forgot that they actually kissed. Yeah, yeah. and if you hear the background when she's like trying to like seduce him, she just keeps like saying these like ridiculous things like mm-hmm. the gap between your teeth <laughs> uh-huh. and you're so tall and like <laughs> your eyebrows are yeah. so and your beard is so she's twisted. twisted yeah <laughs> it's so, it's disturbing but yeah. i liked her because she was smart like even when she first yeah. sees aladdin he, he says like do you trust me and she already knows it's him with the whole apple thing on the magic carpet mm-hmm. like she already figured it out it's awesome like miley cyrus like like it, it's obviously him and she right. knows it she figures it out right away Aladdin as Hannah Montana <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and even at the beginning where she is like she leaves the palace and goes to I was worried I was like oh I feel like Aladdin kind of rescues her but in the end it sort of ends up being this team effort mm-hmm. where he's you know he swoops down he falls in love at first sight he's like oh she's hot although I have theories about Aladdin that I'll get into but okay. he like looks at her he's like oh she's hot better rescue her from this cop uh, very anti-cop movie, <laughs> which is oh sure interesting. Uh, yeah. Wait, I, I thought you were talking about the moment in the marketplace where she does not know how commerce works. Right. Yeah. So she's yes. like, "Here, let me give you this apple, little kid. Like, I have to pay." Right. Yeah, and the vendor's yeah. like, "Um, excuse me, please pay for that." And then he threatens to chop off her arm and to then, kill her. Right. And then um, Aladdin has to swoop in and save her. Right. Yeah. But then he. Like, when he says, like, oh, this is my sister she doesn't know, mm-hmm. Jasmine does start to, like, play along right. and play into yeah. it. And it's he like, does say she's, she's crazy, and sh- then she has to play along with being crazy, because women be crazy, obviously. Women's so crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so but, they're like, oh, uh, seems believable. Yeah. <laughs> but but then she saves him, like, with 10 Jafar minutes thing. later. Oh, no, the- when when, uh, when the, the guard comes after him and she's like un- unhand him yeah, yeah by order of the princess that's so, true so the, I don't know I like I like Aladdin and Jasmine's relationships more than I like most same yeah yeah like yeah. it seems relatively balanced mm-hmm. balanced in comparison other than to the other fact ones. that the movie is called Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he is the protagonist. She yeah. is the love interest. He he's pushing the narrative forward. Oh, so for he sure. he's she's just kind of like she does make some choices, but for the most part, things yeah. are just sort of happening to her. Their romantic relationship is depicted a little bit better than what we're used to seeing, especially in Disney movies, where he does value her for her looks, which he does say, like when he's describing. But it's mm-hmm. the third the, thing he yeah. says. He does say she's smart and she's fun. And, and beautiful, the, and, the and her Jeannie eyes goes like, and her "Is hair. she hot?" Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, "Yes." Um, and then also, whenever they're sort of like, he brings her to his like studio apartment or whatever, and lives in Silver Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. Lives near the reservoir. Yeah. <laughs> and they 
realize that they're starting to like connect and like each other mm-hmm. because they share a similar experience. So they both feel trapped. Yeah. Right. So it's not just that he finds her attractive. And I will also say that this is one of the few movies where she's like made to be less hot and he still finds her attractive because mm-hmm. she's wearing this like kind of big like robe and yeah. like her insane body type which we will talk about <sighs> yeah uh, is kind of covered up mm-hmm. so he like he gets a glimpse of her like face and her hair and he's like "Ooh, who's that yeah but that's something like as a kid i her body was very like belly dancer like very mm-hmm. just like stereotypical like middle eastern sexuality whatever and that kind of made me I never wanted to be Jasmine for Halloween because I just, I, well, first of all, was not allowed to wear those things. And second of all, it was just like, I'm not, well, that's kind of just, that's just too sexy for an eight-year-old to wear. Not <laughs> age true. appropriate. No. Yeah, um, I think she is like sexualized more than extremely white sexualized. princesses. Yeah. And I think it's because it's a middle, I mean, like maybe I'm biased, like I think they exploited some of the culture a little bit too much. Like even the first like verse of the Arabian Nights song, they say it's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Like it's like you're, and then like cutting off a hand for stealing an apple. It's just like the culture is either very barbaric or very sexualized or very just over the top exploitative sometimes mm-hmm. just oh, to serve the narrative for sure. and I, I see it more now than i did back then for sure there's a lot of things like that like the only characters with accents mm-hmm. are villains yes like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff where it's very exploitative yeah. and like not necessarily painting arabic culture in a positive light yeah oh i thought another comparison that i was like oh it is so different the way it's depicted in aladdin is the one jump ahead sequence is not entirely dissimilar from Belle walking through her village at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is where we are. This mm-hmm. is what it's like here. And both sequences are like depicting like a lower class community, but the way they do it in Aladdin is way more violent, yeah. way more like it's just, it's, it's very different. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it's completely true. <laughs> and- yeah. Even the side characters, whether it's like some like matronly person like coming on to Aladdin, like like they're all very just un- unattractive people in the marketplace or in the bazaar or in the mm-hmm. whatever. They're just not flattering depictions of the Arab culture. Also, the things like sword swallowing, like yeah. fire eating, all that mm-hmm. stuff is like usually made to seem like a joke or like a gag to be, for kids to be like, yeah. oh my god, what? what? Yeah, and, and all the women, even in like the parade for Ali, uh, uh, Prince Ali or whatever, they were all belly dancer looking. Like all the hot, the, the hot girls were all mm-hmm. just like in very just like, like hourglass figures and and racy outfits or whatever. And I like can respect that belly dancing is a part of Arabic culture and, and Middle Eastern culture for sure. But as for a children's movie, it would just would have been nice to have a woman dressed in something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's either that or then Jasmine covered up in a potato sack. It's just like there's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She and, and I'm sorry I keep comparing it to Beauty and the Beast, but there's another analog there of like the three belly dancers who they're in. Oh, Gaston's like little like women. People. Yeah. And yeah. the three and, and they are significantly more yeah. covered, but they're the same three characters yeah. basically but i'm pretty sure that the, the the women in beauty and the beast had names yeah uh and oh, really the women in i believe that they do oh. and in aladdin those characters don't get names but they mm-hmm. show up multiple times they're in prince ali they're in one jump ahead oh that's the same those are the same women the same i unless unless the characters are drawn that but i'm pretty sure it's the same oh, yeah characters no, i think that's probably true mm-hmm. um because they're like in the same area but yeah i don't know it's it's weird Mm-hmm. Is the implication during One Jump Ahead that, like, Aladdin has, like, possibly hooked up with a lot of ladies in town? Because I was thinking that this time where it's, like, oh. every time he runs into a lady in, in the marketplace, like, they're like, hey, yeah. it's, like, 
maybe he i mean i read it as being like oh he's well liked and everyone knows him because he just is always around and like he's homeless but like maybe it is like he's a player Maybe. I mean, I'm like kind of here. I I don't buy that Aladdin, when he meets Jasmine, is like this virginal oh, no. young man. I was like, mm. Aladdin, like, fucks. fucks. I think Aladdin <laughs> yeah. fucks. The nippleless wonder of Agrabah <laughs> fucks. Like, the chosen one has to be. Yeah. He has to be a fucking yeah. stud. Yeah. So my theory is Aladdin has... The way he carries himself is certainly... He has the confidence of someone that has had sex. And and the way that he whisks Jasmine into his studio apartment. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, you've done yeah. this before. <laughs> Where he's like, and the view... You know, like, right. when yeah. you go home with yeah, someone and it's like, okay, this yeah. is like, stop tap dancing. <laughs> like, it's actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's done this before. I love before. that we keep calling it a studio apartment. I love it so much. <laughs> it is, though. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. He did have a... Yeah, he had a whole routine. And... Oh, Oh, there's a moment which uh, we come across a lot, which is very annoying, where a woman does a thing that he did not expect a woman could oh, do, right. and they're, they oh, have to pick it. their jaws up off the floor. It's when he's taking mm-hmm. her to his studio apartment. The jumpy thing? Yeah. He, like, pole yeah. vaults over, like, a gap between two buildings, That's and then he's like, you're gonna... <laughs> he's like, you're going to need this board to walk across. And then as he's, like, laying down the board, she also pole vaults over it, and he's like, oh, a woman can do a thing? But also, she's like, I'm a fast vaulting? leader. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You were homeschooled. This is your first time out of the palace. Like, can you really learn the past? I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, that scene in general, though, like... I was more impressed by it than I thought it was going to be. Where it's like, like Aladdin, he does his whole like bachelor bit Mm -hmm. or whatever, but he doesn't like come on too strong. It's clear he's trying to get to know her a little bit. He's asking her questions. She like is clearly expressing interest in him Mm -hmm. in a way I think we don't see a lot in (laughs) Disney movies. Mm -hmm. Usually it's, she's like, I hate you. And he's like, so there's hope. (laughs) (laughs) That's every other, but it's like, it it was cool to see a couple who clearly are into each other. And the fact that when he meets her, like you were saying, Caitlin, like, he doesn't know that, like, and I think that once he finds out she's a princess, he values her more than he did when he met right. her, which sucks. But it's clear that, like, base level, they like each other, they vibe. There's chemistry. They were, like, about to kiss. Yeah. yeah. And they then had known the each other for yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes, and they're like, better kiss already. Right. Um, I could see that he values her more after he finds out that she is royalty, but he also feels like a lot of shame for it. He's like, oh, he must have sounded so yeah. stupid. Like, I don't know. I feel like, and Jasmine doesn't value status in a man. So she's like, I actually like this guy who is borderline homeless and, you know, doesn't yeah. have any wealth, doesn't have any status. He's not stuffy like the other suitors. He can't yeah. even afford nipples. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is not unlike a movie like Titanic, say, where Rose Ooh. falls in love with a poor boy Ooh. named Jack Dawson. Well, that's um, the thing, though. So the protagonist can be a poor person as long as he's a boy and he's like like his value does not equate with his status at all but the woman i feel like it's never reversed other than like asmarella that i just thought thought of but like it's i feel like to value the woman character she has to at least to be rich (laughs) or like at least have something else going for her other than being just like a poor person because like right when you i mean there's there's one part where where you think aladdin has fleas and when I was, like, thinking of them, like, being together in a studio apartment, I was just like, he probably smells bad. <laughs> and, like, she's still into him because he's, like, alive and he's nice. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. And then, I mean, and even, like, going off that, the way that, like, poor women are 
drawn mm-hmm. in that world is totally different. Yeah. Where like, yeah, they're the only two female characters like in the agribar marketplace are either like bigger older women wearing like potato yeah. sacks or belly dancers yeah. and that's it yeah <sighs> yeah uh, another quick titanic reference though oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah jafar needs the use of the mystic blue diamond mm-hmm. that the sultan has yes. oh to be able to figure out who the diamond in the rough is who yeah. can enter the cave of wonders I would like to think that it's the same blue diamond <laughs> from Titanic, the heart of the ocean. Right. Does Aladdin take place in the Titanic verse? It sure does. Yeah. Um, I would like to really quick discuss the Cave of Wonders as a vagina metaphor. <laughs> because Please. it is, okay. The Cave of Wonders, I think, is a vagina metaphor. I used to have nightmares about the Cave of Wonders all the time. Mm. Fear of own sexuality? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, Okay. Question, do you think in the quest for the clit, would the lamp or the jewel that Abu takes, which? which? Thoughts. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'd like to open the floor. Sure. Uh, well, I have not given this any thought up till now. Well, whenever Abu touches the giant jewel, that's what causes... Gets mad. Yeah. So I would say it can't be that, but I also don't think it's the lamp. Honestly, I never thought to... Well, okay, I see the it's comparison. It's a gigantic cat. It's a gigantic cat. Cats. That's where it beca- Jafar, won't, cat. Jafar won't go near it. Oh, my God, that's very true. There's a, he doesn't even try to go inside. Yeah. He keeps finding straight men to yeah. go in. Cats so. uh, do have eight nipples, though. This is Cat Facts with Caitlin. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's the it's the ruby. It's that it's, Right? Yeah, I okay. Like it is. Yeah. I was leaning towards the ruby. The lamp, I don't know what that would qualify as. I don't... Okay, here's what I think it is. I don't think they come across the clitoris at all because... Mm-hmm. Because straight men don't find it. Because they don't find it. And, they don't, and if they do, they have no idea what to do with yeah, it. So, like, the jewel... Touching it has very bad consequences, which right. is not what happens right. in real life. That's true. Yeah. The... Touching it may, like has like lava and everything erupting. Maybe it's like a period. Unless, unless also that's that... a metaphor for an orgasm. Oh, oh no, no. no. It, it, the, the vagina was very upset. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> and trapped them permanently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And finally. Oh, is that not what happens every time you orgasm? <laughs> okay. I, and I love, like, I would like to <laughs> propose, uh, <laughs> let's just like uh, body hack ourselves and figure out how to get uh, our vaginas to flood with lava when, <laughs> yeah. when unhappy. I think that that's great. You mean menstruating? <laughs> that yeah. is so much <laughs> Whoa. And then last Cave of Wonder question, promise. By those rules, like when, because we're led to believe that the guy at the very beginning, Gazim, mm-hmm. dies. Right. But yes. wouldn't he just still be there if Aladdin was still the, in there? Isn't think, Gazim in there somewhere? No, I think the carpet kind of saved Aladdin. Because like, like when Aladdin was falling, the carpet kind of like like lifted him up. So I think Gazim oh. didn't have a happy fall. Gazim, oh sorry, cause or Gazim's he might toast. Not, I always got the impression that he got like trapped in the sand. Like he got crushed by, like he suffocated because right. suffocated because he was just like in the sand. Don't enrage from the thing collapsing. Don't enrage the gigantic vagina. No. <laughs> you will die. Right. And on that note, let's take a quick break. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot and we are back from the Cave of Wonders, where we did go during our break. <laughs> we to... tricked the genie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit more on Jasmine and sort of um, her characterization. She's constantly saying things like, I'm not going to stand around while you make choices for me. I'm not a prize to be won. Because mm-hmm. there's a scene where, like, the Sultan and Prince Ali and Jafar are all, like, hanging out. Prince Ali's like, just let her meet me. Like, she's going to freaking love me. I'm so cool. But he also knows that he already, like, I held that against him too, but it's like he already knows that she will like him because they've met. Yeah. That's that's true. I give him a But I I, I don't know. I think he could have... He could have handled it better. Sure. Because now that he's a prince, he's like all cocky and Mm -hmm. he's not um, behaving well. Uh, And then, you know, Jasmine's like, I am not a prize to be won. He does win her over in the next scene. So uh, not really Because <laughs> he kind sure of breaks into her balcony. Yeah, he invades yeah. her personal space. Yeah. And he's like... She does tell him to kill himself. She does. She's yeah. like, go jump off that balcony. Uh-huh. But I was trying to like make sense of this because I was like, well, you know, he's still kind of acting like he's entitled to her. She should be like instantly falling in love with Prince Ali. But I think it's because she senses that he is this boy from the marketplace Mm -hmm. that she already likes him. So I don't know. I I don't know if I would have figured all that out as a kid. I can't remember. Well, because after the whole magic carpet ride, he admits that he is the same person, but Mm -hmm. he but he still dresses as a commoner. Doubles down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He doubles down on the lie. Right. Yeah. And then Jasmine's like, "Well, I did that too." Yeah. Exactly. I guess. Right. (laughs) It makes sense. I don't know. And then uh, Jasmine. At most points where she needs to be confronting a man who's trying to lie to or disenfranchise her in some way, she usually does, which is cool. And I don't think Mm -hmm. we see a lot of princesses do that either, where even though she does go back to the palace right away, she goes back to confront Jafar right right away and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, sorry, I had him killed. And then then she later confronts Aladdin when she's like, why are you lying? Right. Later, I guess she doesn't confront her dad, but her dad sees that she's upset and does listen to her. Mm-hmm. And this also affects Jasmine's first policy change, which is that Jafar can't be a dictator, mm-hmm. which is cool, even though he later ignores that. Right. Um, <laughs> very, very fashy character, <laughs> Jafar. <sighs> right. And then in the climactic sequence, which we've already touched on, where Jasmine pretends to love Jafar in order to distract him. 
Jafar quickly figures out what's going on. So he traps Jasmine in this giant hourglass, which means that one, she cannot participate in the climax of the story, which we see over and over again, which we already talked about a little bit. And it means that she has to be saved by the male hero. So it's all these tropes that we see in so many classic Mm -hmm. hero tales, chosen one, you know, adventure stories. Which is too bad because it's like Jasmine does more and like advocates for herself more than most characters we'd like seen up to that point Mm -hmm. in Disney movies. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, because it's a Disney movie, they sell her up the river by the end Mm -hmm. because stories mm-hmm. because right. hero stories because um, she's a female that needs to be saved mm-hmm. yes. to aladdin's credit he does apologize to jasmine for lying to her throughout the whole movie unlike movies like she's all that where freddie prince God. jr's like you know how i lied to you and manipulated you this <laughs> entire movie i'm not even gonna bother to apologize or for mention it, it. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So at least he apologizes, but it's one of those things where it's like one apology from a man undoes oh, yeah. all the bad behavior. <sighs> I love that but that he is means still. It. But he, he does. means it. Uh, yeah, he does. But like, I'm, I mean, that was sarcasm. I mean, like, but like <laughs> that wasn't interesting. I was thinking about she saw that during uh, the sequence where Aladdin kind of like gets a makeover too, mm-hmm. but he gets like the most empowered makeover right. of all time, like one that would never be afforded to a female. Oh, right, it's not to yeah. make him more hot or appealing it's not even to change his personality which is a big part of it it's like he still has aladdin's personality he's just like wearing nicer clothes and lying about his identity yeah yeah Yeah. it's so in movies where women have to be made over it's almost always to make them more attractive usually to the opposite sex Mm -hmm. for very heteronormative reasons in like aladdin he's getting a makeover to assume a position of more power to assume like a leadership position where he's Mm -hmm. can you know have access to more power yeah oh, and maybe have access that... to her and access to her yeah so aladdin's makeover is to make him more dominant whereas most female characters are made over to be more submissive basically pretty much yeah got it mm-hmm. okay yeah very cool we very cracked cool. it we, we cracked, cracked it we hacked it. we hacked <laughs> storytelling you've done it um, can we talk about the queer coding of Jafar? Please. And Disney movies in general, and a lot of movies where there's like kind of a classic Scar. villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. A Ursula. Lot. Ursula. Hades. Mm-hmm. Radigan. A lot of people argue Maleficent. <laughs> Tons of them. So basically, if you're not familiar with the concept of queer coding it's basically assigning harmful stereotypical tropes to characters oftentimes they are villains to vilify them further and it's a very harmful thing in general and especially when young children are seeing it because they're like you know their subconscious brains see these characteristics in these villains so they think oh those characteristics must be bad if a, a person in real life displays them so it just kind of perpetuates homophobia and it equates stereotypically queer traits to being bad or negative in some way and lots of disney movies do this to their villains and, and they i mean it existed prior to that yes, and yeah. since, but like yeah it's like especially harmful to see it in children's movies over and over especially because there are no queer characters in those 
mm-hmm. Disney movies that are good, the, the heroes or right. or at all, yeah, yeah, at all, right. So yeah, it's just uh, a really bad thing that keeps happening because you could argue that like the crab in Moana is sort of coded queer, oh, like some Jane. other oh like the um, Wreck It Ralph pretty recent movie the villain in that movie is coded queer so it yeah they they have not stopped doing this even though surely they know it's problematic but they just keep at it well i think maybe they tried to make jafar when he, when he was like i'll have her fall in love with me i'll have jibins fall in love with me that was like i feel like it was disney's attempt to be like see like he's mm-hmm. yeah but then well, before that happens actually before he's made sultan when he's thinking of marrying jasmine anyway just to become sultan his next idea is oh then i'll throw both her dad and her off a cliff right yeah right. so it's like it's not yeah he, he's like okay I, I guess i'll marry a woman but only so i can <laughs> yeah. immediately kill her yeah he's like oh i guess i'll marry this shrew he calls jasmine he a, shrew. Call a shrew and then later in the movie whenever he's like yeah we're gonna get married and jasmine's like oh, and he's like Speechless, I see. A fine quality in a wife. And right. it's like, wow, yeah. ja- Jafar, feminist icon. Yeah. He's a villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's harmful for children. I feel like it's it just like pumps you up with all the wrong ideas about queerness at a very, very young age. The one thing that at least seems like a semi-positive is that there are like portions of the queer community that have like reclaimed these characters mm. and there's like festivals around them and like they've been re-embraced in, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to have queer villains if you also have queer characters. Right. Yeah, queer yeah. heroes. But yeah. That's completely absent from mm-hmm. and it just basically sucks that, all like, of children's entertainment. It sucks for the queer community, even if they have like reclaimed these villains and like celebrate them, it still sucks that like that's pretty much the only representation of first of all, they're not even explicitly queer, they're just like coded that way, and then they're also villains, and it just sucks that that's like the only representation representation that the queer community has in at least children's movies i mean i I identify as queer, and I think I mean now that I think about it, I think maybe that's why I like the animal movies so much. And that sounds like a, like a weird thing to relate that to, but like I related more to Raja than I did the princesses, or like I related more to the movie Dumbo than I did to any other princess. Ah, yeah. <laughs> because like I think whatever I think seeing an animal for whatever reason made me feel more comforted than than seeing a, a woman or a boy character. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's true for everyone else. I mean, for me as like a queer kid, I appreciated the animal characters because they were just like they weren't explicitly a boy or a girl most of the time like flounder like had like a boyish voice or whatever but mm-hmm. like it was, it was a little fishy it was, yeah yeah pretty genderless <laughs> yeah. or carpet even like it was more mm-hmm. just like these characters that didn't necessarily make me feel that i was any less of a girl or any more you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah Genderless but, icon that's yeah. what i'm saying with that carpet yeah mm-hmm. so i mean that's also sad though to think that like that's what I related to versus like actual like character characters, but, <laughs> but like also sorry to like yeah. sorry yeah. to straight cis plane queer coding. Oh no no. <laughs> no 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 no! That's not what I was trying to get at. Oh but, yeah like, no, but I I, yeah. I I fully recognize that when I like do that, I'm like yeah, I'm a I'm a straight cis lady. I think uh, I don't even know anymore. I mean, like, we'll I do, explore I do, that later. I do appreciate recognizing queer coding for sure and stuff, but there's also part of me that thinks like well. 
even knowing like oh their voices or their the way they speak sometimes like uh, even thinking i mean like i know that 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 I'm fully aware that they intended it to be queer coding because like that's just like they're trying to make a, those queer traits seem unattractive or unflattering. But at the same time, it's like, is it on us also for thinking that way? Ugh, I don't know. I, I kind of get in my head about it too much. Does that make sense? I, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. Of like, well, it's it takes two to tango yeah. kind of a thing. It's yeah. like, or if they're sending out these messages, we have to be like receiving them in a particular yeah. way. Or I think yeah. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. but I mean. I do I do blame Disney a lot for just in general because I mean they're 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 so conservative and 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 you don't see it until you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And as a kid, they just subliminally just like accept it all and like watching Aladdin or Being the Beast or on any of those movies as an adult is so different. Like Hunchback of Notre Dame is dark as fuck. Oh my god. It is so dark. So dark. The whole yeah. fucking like Asmerelda be like like that what's his face the villain desiring Frollo. her and like the it's so dark, but as a kid, it goes over your head. So I think Disney sometimes, I don't know, their agenda is a little wacky. I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah, and and then that's that's another movie where, like, I cannot think of, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of a movie with like a white princess where she has to like kiss the villain Mm -hmm. because that happens in Hunchback of Notre Dame and Aladdin yeah and it's just like I don't know no that's totally it's it's so true and it's really unfortunate because because women of color are more often sexualized than white women Mm -hmm. absolutely just across the board whether it's in live action stuff or cartoons um and it's just unfortunate that it's even in children cartoons (laughs) like even like the dark-skinned lead female will be sexualized and that just like plays into a child's idea of what those women are like and what those women are like dress like and what those women will do to with them or whatever so it's like it's so damaging it's so damaging Um, and then like her body type too um we talked about this a little bit in the episode we did on frozen but her body type of like this tiny 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 waist mm-hmm. that like yeah. does not adhere to anything that you would see in the natural world and like it reminded me of Ariel's body type a lot yeah too. she mm-hmm. they are animated and like drawn the same way in that they like are the most scantily clad and they have these just tiny tiny frames and adhere to this like very unrealistic western beauty standard I mean, her her head is wider than her waist. Like, it's <laughs> insane. Let's please Photoshop ourselves <laughs> to do that. So it's just so harmful for little girls to see this and, and, and think, oh, that's, I guess, the ideal that I have to strive right. to. And everyone thinks she's beautiful and, like, right. whatever. And, yeah. and she, like, her beauty is so coveted. And we see this again and again in so many Disney movies where it's this same body type. We don't get any differentiation, really, mm-hmm. in, like, the female leads of these Disney movies and in just media in general, video games, live action movies, like, everything that's, like, this very, you know, the the most desirable women has the same, you know, body type and it's this Always very unrealistic very lead. virginal i mean jasmine's another like mm-hmm. the movie goes out of its way to be like she's literally never left yeah. her house don't worry she's <laughs> yeah. pure like yeah. that kind of thing yeah so <sighs> very harmful yes mm-hmm. oh early on 
like we said, like Jasmine is a pretty cool character if you just isolate her. She's smart. She's capable. She does make some active choices in the story. But then you'll have a scene where the Sultan is like, yeah, I'm trying to marry you off. And it is because of this law that I have control over changing, but I'm not going to do that. I'm instead just going to make sure you get married in mm-hmm. three days or less. And, and then also, he says, like, I need to make sure you're taken care yeah, of because you can't take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I'm not going to be around forever. I just want to make sure you're taken care of, provided for, because, of course. Right. I mean, I guess you can, like, consider the era that this movie takes place in and this, you know, fictional, fictional yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. But, like, let's just subscribe to the patriarchy in this world that doesn't exist. That's mm-hmm. cool, too. So, yeah, Jasmine just, like, overall, she does have a little bit more agency, a little bit more personality than we are used to seeing in Disney princess characters. But the narrative still makes sure that she doesn't really get to do anything, doesn't really get to take any action to influence the direction of the Mm -hmm. story, doesn't really get to exist in the story outside of just being the romantic interest. And it really kind of screws her over again and again. Yeah. And unless I am missing something, an all-white cast... Yeah. to this movie. The voices, yes. All white voice Voice cast. actors yeah. are all white. And, uh, and some of them, sometimes. All white, written and directed. Mm-hmm. Just, well, yeah. Yes. There is that scene in the very beginning before we get into Agrabah where Robin Williams does this voice too where he's like trying to sell you like a bong that makes mm-hmm. Julian fries or whatever. Um, and he's doing an accent. So it's like this white guy doing like a vaguely arabic sounding accent and like it's just it's the problems keep piling up yeah Yeah, it's offensive yeah Um, i didn't realize that that was robin williams until this viewing oh really yeah Yeah, i didn't realize i think i I think i probably knew and then i forgot probably and then Mm -hmm. i had to i had to listen to it really carefully and i was like oh yeah like oh yes you can (laughs) that wasn't necessary but it is a choice that they made yeah yeah like so many things in this movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. um toward the end of the movie it's like after they've defeated uh sorry after aladdin has defeated jafar Mm -hmm. and he's like debating whether or not to free the genie and the genie's like it's fine it's just uh you know an eternity of servitude but this (laughs) is love so make sure you do that and then he says you're not going to find another girl like her in a million years believe me i've looked and that's basically saying she's not like the other girls right (laughs) so um you know stick with this one and then against all odds aladdin's like no genie you're not my slave anymore what a hero i am yeah Yeah, it's like oh he's the like should he truly get credit for doing that it doesn't seem like something that should occur Mm -mm. and then genie looks like goofy and and (laughs) goes to disney world slavery solved um does anyone have any other thoughts about aladdin I, I did find it strange that there was a monkey in the middle east because i've never seen a monkey in the middle east oh i mean yeah. then again a tiger either i mean like i don't know I mean, <laughs> it's, it's ancient times what am i talking about everything is possible there. but um <laughs> but it is i find it interesting that she has no friends that jasmine has no friends and just like a, her female pet tiger and she's still like very competent in, about the world other than like not knowing that apple needs money i guess but like yeah. Right. You think she'd be a little more like if she has never stepped outside the palace yeah. walls. Like she's only interacted with her father and like the guards and Jafar and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. 
That's something that I don't know if there's like a technical term for what exactly that is, but I feel like that comes up sometimes with female characters. Oh, yeah. Where it's, it's like, like a, a yes queen kind of feminine. Like women can do anything. Yeah. It's like, but they need to learn. It's like first. a naivete that's like very, she's naive, but it's not unattractive. And it's like, I want to show you the world. Like I want to like mm-hmm. introduce you to everything. And like, yeah. It's almost like, is it kind of like the born sexy yesterday trope? A, li- it's a little variant of that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's also like it plays into the fact that like she's a virgin. He's going to show her how to have sex. Like it's yeah. kind of because again like, he like, fucks. Yeah, fucks. exactly. It's yeah. like there's a trope where it's like you're a pure, untouched, unknowing person, and there's a certain sexiness about someone teaching you for the first time or like showing you the, the way for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I just found that a little interesting on this viewing. Oh, well, mm-hmm. and also along the lines of like her lack of female friends or interactions with any women like mm-hmm. Disney movies do this all the time where if there are other female characters who are around whatever like princess it is they're either evil stepmothers evil stepsisters mm-hmm. animals yeah. um or some other villainous set dressing. people yeah props yeah. basically yeah. um and there's almost never anyone that she can actually like talk to and interact with in mm-hmm. a meaningful way until like frozen and then you know you can listen to our episode on that for that whole discussion but um yeah there's just it's so rare to see women interacting in a disney movie hey that brings us to whether or not this movie passes the bechdel test (laughs) guess what no. <laughs> doesn't even come close. No. There's no opportunity. Mm-mm. The closest it comes is that, as we talked about, the like group of three like belly dancer-dressed mm-hmm. women are in a couple songs, one jump ahead, and they show up again in the Prince Ali song. And in one of them, they're like singing near each other. In the other one, they are sort of looking mm-hmm. at each other while they're singing. But in both songs, they are singing about Aladdin don't have names. I was going to say maybe the closest thing is when Jasmine is talking to Raja in the beginning, but I don't know if that, that counts because Raja does not <laughs> respond. <laughs> she does not verbally respond in human language. Yeah. So, but she is named. So there's a few right. close calls. Yeah, but no, no, it's not that. <laughs> nope, not at all. So with works. that, let us rate the movie on our nipple scale. Uh, zero to five nipples based on its portrayal of women i'm gonna go with one and a half for aladdin Mm -hmm. i do like as we've said if you isolate jasmine as a character and the intelligence she displays the stances she has on things she does have some degree of agency and you know she's always saying like I'm not going to let people decide my future for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a prize to be won. So in that regard, she is maybe a proto-feminist icon. But because the narrative doesn't care about her really, except to make sure that she is the romantic interest of Aladdin, she doesn't really get to do all that much or make that many active choices or exist in the story outside of her relationship to Aladdin so the movie gets a lot of nipples taken away for that. It is nice to see a woman of color be a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the earlier ones, if not I think the maybe the first, first one. Yeah. The first one. So it is like, you know, Shireen, for you, when you're seeing this as mm-hmm. a kid and you saw yourself represented to some degree in Jasmine uh, or it, Raja. <laughs> <laughs> So it is nice for that, but because the movie doesn't really handle, like, Arabic culture very responsibly, it doesn't do that great of a job. Yeah, so 
one and a half nipples. Jasmine is cool, but she doesn't get to display her coolness all that much. And my nipples, I'll give one and a half nipples to Raja. I'll go, I want to go too, because I want to give a lot of nipples for the first time in this life. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I, I'll also do one and a half for, for basically all the reasons that you said. And I'll also tack on losing points for overly sexualizing mm-hmm. uh, a non-white female character, mm-hmm. uh, a trend that they will continue to do with Pocahontas and Esmeralda yeah. and like into mm-hmm. infinity <laughs> as long mm-hmm. as these same five male directors are still directing every single Disney movie. Um, Shouts out to Ron Clements, John Musker, Ted Elliott, and Terry Rossio. Look out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, I think you, you summarized it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to give a nipple and a half so close to Aladdin. Mm. <laughs> I think I will give... I, I really do like Jasmine's character. I think she, I think her personality is great. I, I like that they they made her strong and stuff, but I agree with everything you said as well. And just it's it just it doesn't handle the culture well. It sexualizes women of color, and would have been nice to just have another female character at all that had speaking lines. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I'll give I'm gonna give one nipple yeah. to Jasmine. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because there's Jasmine's the only female character, but as far as the male characters, we've got Aladdin, mm-hmm. Abu is gendered mm-hmm. male, the genie, the sultan, Jafar, Iago, all of Jafar's guards. Like it's just like mm-hmm. countless male characters yeah. and just the one. I do. I lady. do have to say, I I love Aladdin, and it's a, a fucking blast of a time. And you, you, even watching it as an adult, it's still so fun. And I mm-hmm. love Robin Williams. I miss Robin Williams. And I'm still sad for Robin Williams. And I will but, never be the same. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a sentimentalness to Aladdin that I cannot ignore for me. Sure, same. And it same. reminds me of watching yeah. it with my sister. It reminds me of playing the video game. It reminds me of, like, just being a kid and not realizing it was problematic yet. Definitely. Being, like, the ignorance is a bliss thing is so true as a kid because you're mm-hmm. happy and you little things make you laugh, whether it's genie doing something stupid or whatever and it's just like it reminds you of when times were simple definitely yeah yeah like you can still love movies that we as adults realize are problematic but as long as we i mean you talk about them to. on a podcast there's, there's so few that aren't yeah. right well shireen thank you so much yeah, for being for here having. thank you so much for having me this was so fun yay do you have anything you'd like to plug where can yeah. people follow you online you can follow me on twitter uh, at shireen y shireen s-h-e-r-e-e-n-w-h-y and then on instagram i'm shiro hero I don't know if any of you guys are going to be in New York on July 29th, but I have a short film screening at the MoMA. Ooh, um, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. There's going to be a Q&A uh, after the screening. So if you guys want to see a cool movie, and it's in collaboration with an exhibition called The Future of Film is Female. So <gasps> if you guys want to see some uh, cool short films, uh, it's me and seven other filmmakers featured that night. So it will be fun to have you guys there and congratulations that's amazing i'm super stoked and just kind of honored that i'm even included in the lineup because it's like people that i really like um but other than that i have a poetry book on amazon if you guys want to read it it's called dime piece Hmm. and yeah 
just follow me on the interwebs and keep up. And listen to Ethnically Ambiguous. Yes, yes. Ethnically Ambiguous on How Stuff Works. Yeah, your co-host being, of course, Anna Hosnier, which the who was on our heard of She's her. All That episode. Another great fucking movie episode. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Solid. Yay. Uh, you can follow us, the Bechtelcast, on social media. You can go to our website, www.bechtelcast.com. We have merch on sale there we have our episodes on there we have everything you could ever want and you can also sign up for our matreon by going to uh, patreon.com slash that gets you two bonus episodes every single month and it's only five dollars a month what a steal whoa whoa, whoa. and otherwise uh what do you say we all go on a magic carpet ride oh, sounds Holy good <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.